0: Welcome to Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire, where authors talk about things that never happened to people who don't exist. I'm your host, Mindy McGinnis. You can check out my books and social media at mindymcginnis.com and visit the Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire blog at writerwriterpantsonfire.blogspot.com. I'm looking for support in 2018 to keep the show going and have started a GoFundMe. If the show has been of any help to you on your writing journey, or if you just enjoy listening, please consider donating so that I can continue airing. Visit GoFundMe.com and search for Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire to contribute. Sixteen-year-old Mike lives for mountain biking, but she'll need a new level of endurance to navigate high school and live life by her rules. In *The Trail Rules* by Melanie Hoenga, perfect for fans of outdoor adventure, swoony kisses, and figuring out who you really are. Welcome to the April Roundup episode. This month on the podcast, I welcomed Randy Rebuy on April 2nd. We talked about the importance of having an agent in order to negotiate the best possible contract, the power of writing concisely, and how to make time to write while holding a day job. April 9th brought Jenny Martin to the podcast. The author of the sci-fi YA novels Tracked and Marked talked about the importance of critique partners, how to find them, how to treat them, and how to keep them, as well as writing for the sake of writing instead of for the sake of being published. On April 16th, thriller author J.R. Johansson shared on how writing thrillers came to be her brand, as well as the pros and cons of writing a series versus writing standalones. And finally, Amy Trueblood was my guest on April 23rd. The author of Nothing But Sky, a YA historical, talked about selling her book without an agent, the importance of maintaining writerly friendships, even when jealousy wants to come between you, and balancing the demands of research versus forging forward with your story when writing historical fiction. Five years ago, Michael Sterling disappeared from his main town. Everyone assumed he was kidnapped. Everyone was wrong. Now, 17, Michael, who goes by Sean, has come home to save the boy he developed an intensely complicated relationship with while he was away. An LGBT love story filled with complex and messy characters, Helene Dunbar's Boomerang explores coming to terms with who you are, what you want, and how vast the difference can be between the two. Today, I want to talk to you about a topic that is something of a mystery to those outside of the publishing world. And to be perfectly honest, is sometimes baffling to those of us who are in it. How authors get paid. I'm going to be talking to you from the perspective of a traditionally published author. You got an agent, you sold your book. Awesome. Now what? Well, now you get paid some anyway. Typically speaking, a traditionally published author who's contracted with a publishing house will be paid in three installments, although it can be four or more if the advance is particularly large, but let's focus on three for the sake of the example. An advance is the amount of money that a publisher pays you in advance against royalties. What that means is they give you money before your book has actually earned anything through sales. So for example, let's say that you are offered $30,000 in advance for your book. That advance will be paid out to you in three installments: 10,000 upon signing the contract, 10,000 upon delivery and acceptance of a complete edited manuscript, 10,000 upon publication. Anywhere from 18 months to two years or more can pass in the duration of these payments of $10,000. Also, your agent gets 15% of that off the top, which means you actually get $8,500 out of each of those $10,000 payments. I could digress here about an agent being more than worth that 15%, but I won't. That can be a topic for another time. So you're actually getting $25,500 for your book contract after your agent takes their commission again, spread out over about 18 months. Also, this is untaxed money. Very, very roughly speaking, you should set aside about a third of your advance to go to taxes. So that's 8,500 going to taxes, leaving you with around $17,000. Again, I cannot stress enough that's spread out over about 18 months. So you can see how that expansive statement of, I was paid $30,000 for my book, just became a lot less financially impressive. I say this not because an author's life is hard. It's not easy, but there are definitely worse jobs, but because most people only see those big, splashy announcements. Big name author gets six-figure deal for trilogy. Yes, that's exciting, but pretend for a second, that six-figure deal was exactly that, the first six-figure number that exists, $100,000. Definitely not peanuts, but for a trilogy, that equals about $33,000 per book, and I just broke down for you what a $30,000 book deal looks like in real life. Not as sexy as it sounds. Moving on. You were paid $30,000 for your book. You got your 8,500 after agent commission upon signing. The next step is to move through the editing process with your editor, sometimes going through three or four drafts until you come to what's called DNA, delivery and acceptance. This is when the nearly final, it still needs to be copy edited, draft of your book is approved by your editor and the next installment of your advance is paid to you. The third and final installment of your advance will be paid when your book releases Now what? Now you have to earn out. Earning out means that your book earns back the money that your publisher paid you in advance against royalties. That's $30,000. The standard boilerplate contract with a traditional publishing house has the author earning 10% royalties on hardcovers, 6% on paperbacks, 8% of audio, and 25% of eBooks. This will vary from house to house, and an agent may be able to negotiate more on your behalf, but typically speaking, these are the numbers. What does that mean? To break down only physical copies, assume that a hardcover will cost $18 and a paperback 10 For each hardcover sold, the author receives $1.80 for their 10% royalty, and for each paperback, about $0.60. Cents. Yep. That money then goes up against what you were paid in advance. So, for example, you were paid $30,000 for your book, and let's say you sell 100 hardcovers. Earning $1.80 apiece, $180 just went toward reducing the amount of your advance earnings. You now need to earn $29,820 of royalties, which is over 15,000 hardcovers, in order to start earning more money from the sale of that book. In short, they paid you $30,000 in advance against royalties. You need to earn that out before you can make more money on that book. So, pretend you sold those 15,000 hardcovers, and then you sold one more. Your publisher now owes you $1.80. Yes, it's difficult to earn out. Many, many, many authors never earn out. Most of us only see that first advance and then watch our sales number dwindle every six months as we get our royalty statements and the newness of our book wears off, eventually passing out of public consciousness forever and possibly out of print. It happens. So what do you do? You write the next book. I want to share with you how authors get paid for a few reasons. One, it's a legitimate question, and two, to dispel the idea that authors make a lot of money. It can sound like we make a lot of money, but as I've shown you, it doesn't break down well in real life. Another reason that I want to share how authors get paid is because of a question I'm often asked, and it's one that I appreciate. Should I buy your book from Amazon or Barnes & Noble or my local indie? Which one helps you more? The truth is, on my personal balance sheet, it doesn't matter. All of those retailers buy their books from my publisher, and a book that leaves their warehouse is considered a book sold. I get my $1.80 on each hardcover. Granted, those books can come back. Returns, unsold books, are then debited from my sheet, and I lose $1.80 for every book that finds its way back to where it came from. Regardless, on the consumer end, it doesn't matter financially on my balance sheet if you buy my books from Amazon or from Barnes & Noble or from your local indie. It does matter to publishing as a whole. Amazon buys books from my publisher at a very deep discount, so while I make the same amount on each copy, my publisher makes less, and the less money my publisher makes, the less money they have to offer me and other authors, especially new debut authors, in advance in the long term. Buy local when possible, always. Amazon may be the largest book retailer in the world, but I know many small booksellers who sell my book by hand to people who walk in the door. I appreciate that. And I want to encourage you to appreciate that too. So that's it. That's how we get paid. Sometimes a lot, usually only a little, and most of it spread out over an undetermined amount of time, which makes it very hard to get a loan. Just so you know, a conversation with a bank goes something like this. How much money do you think you'll make next year? I don't know. Can you estimate? Somewhere between $100,000 and $0. And that's a genuine assessment. Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire is produced by Mindy McGinnis. Music by Jack Corbell. If you find the podcast or blog helpful, please consider making a donation by visiting gofundme.com and searching for Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire. Or visit the blog by going to writerwriterpantsonfire.blogspot.com. Click on the podcast tab and then the PayPal button. I'm your host, Mindy McGinnis. Join me next week for another episode of Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire, where writers talk about things that never happened to people that don't exist.